Live from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction. And now stepping up to the microphone, the living radio legend, the Eggman, Ron James. Man, man, it's like every time you do a live show, you really find out a lot. So what the fuck is that? That ain't working, man. Fucking thing's crapping out of me. I don't understand that shit. Making that weird-ass noise, man. Well, we're going to roll with it anyways. I don't give a shit either way. We're going to all... We were going. It's live radio. You can't change it. It's, it's one of the beautiful things about live. And uh, that's the the whole energy of it. If you take away that, you know, you take it away. But yeah, I, you know, I'm having an issue. Everything was it works fine with my laptops, but my older desktop computers and uh, the uh, main studio here tend to uh, be a little uh, funky on the output here when you're trying to do the live thing. So I'm I'm curious if we'll even get through this show without a complete blow up <laughs> on this computer, just just crap it out, and you'll just get a disconnect. And you'll be like, oh, what the ep happened to the Eggman? Anyways, it's uh, the Eggman Radio Addiction Program. And uh, we're all over the place, man. I tell you, I'm very impressed with the uh, listenership. I'm impressed with the amount of people. On, on On the podcast side, it's impressive. On the live side, not so. But you know what? I get it. It is what it is. Um, I, I totally get it. It is what it is. and. It's very convenient. It's very clever. I, I would change a few things. I would definitely change a few things. Uh, there's just a few things around the edges on this interface that I'm uh, looking at on my screen here that I would change. And that I have no idea whether or not I'll get, be able to get rid of that echo by running it through my board and not listening to myself on uh, their interface i have no idea until somebody actually uh, tests it so see if that happens in the course of the next uh, 25 minutes or so and if not no biggie uh, i listen back to it i'll see what i'm hearing and uh who knows we'll go from there so uh, what are we talking about today dave Chappelle, man it's how i titled the show uh dave Chappelle's jokes about jews kanye and trump and then i said snl funny again or that could be SNL funny again, however you want to take it. Or it could be SNL funny. I mean, I, I, I think I watched most of that episode. I didn't watch it live, but I got to tell you, I watched it uh, this morning, as a matter of fact. I only did it because I happened to hear that Dave Chappelle was on Saturday Night Live. I didn't really get the gist of it. I didn't hear about it. You know, it was no, uh, not a lot of hoopla. You think it would have been a big deal. But what I saw was a complete reworking of Saturday Night Live when Dave Chappelle was there. I mean, it was almost like he was in control of it. He was in almost every single skit, part of every skit. And um, it seemed to be very good. Funny as hell, the entire thing. And the thing about Dave Chappelle is I think he's a pretty cool cat in the sense of how he can really, he's become kind of colorless. He's in there, you know, with, with those Blacks that I talk about that kind of lose their color because they're just so damn good at what they do. Nobody cares what their color is. They don't wear it on their sleeve. 
you know, and, and but it's okay to wear it somewhat, you know, it's like you are what you are. And Dave Chappelle does that. I think he's the perfect balance. Like he's somebody that, you know, I would hang around with in my personal life. You know, it's like I have a lot of friends with that approach to life. You know, how Dave Chappelle is, you know, pretty much can say anything to each other. You know, and that's how it's supposed to be. Okay. It's like, but, but yeah, the Saturday Night Live was funny as hell. Um, if you haven't seen this, the opening monologue, you got to watch it. And he's definitely got on the edge, man. And he's got balls because, you know, he was doing things that they'll probably want to come after him for somebody or somebody. Or maybe they're all too busy with Kanye canceling his ass. <laughs> I don't know, man, but it's uh, it's it's rough out there, man. Comics got to be careful what they say. And uh, just all kinds of crap, man. You got to be real careful. All right. The uh, Trump family has uh, struck a deal with a uh, Saudi-based real estate company to license its name to a housing and golf complex that will be built in Oman, renewing a uh, swirl of controversy. Uh, gee, Donald Trump causing controversy? I find it hard to believe. Just hard to believe, right? Yeah, no way the, the Donald is uh, causing trouble. And uh, let's see, what kind of a deal is this? What are they going to build over there? That's interesting. Something else for the uh, Democrats to uh, hold against Trump. <laughs> All right, his mixing of politics and business. He has, um, why, why does it, just because he's a businessman and he does actual business, he's not mixing it anywhere near as much as, uh, can you say, Hunter Biden and uh, Daddy Biden? Talking about mixing your politics with your financial, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Be, the, the Bidens wouldn't have a meal. They wouldn't be able to eat if it wasn't for their political mixing of money, funds, personal funds, and their their politics. That's how they stay alive. Nancy Pelosi, all of them. They all come in poor, and they all leave millionaires. And Nancy Pelosi is probably getting close to being a billionaire investing in stocks knowing and it's totally legal for them to do that they have an exemption or something like that that they voted into themselves <laughs> how convenient so yeah the trump meister signs up with uh this big saudi company doing some kind of a real estate deal and a marketing agreement it looks to me though you know when trump does that it, when they say a marketing agreement, it's really Trump just putting his name on it. That would be the first thing that gets bombed if it's a Democrat uh, for the presidency and they ever do decide to uh, uh, get uh, restitution for 9-11. <laughs> Aren't they the ones that actually did it? Not uh, not Iraq. Poor Iraq got blamed for 9-11 and uh, the Saudis just uh, continue to roll. Eggman Radio Addiction Program. Uh, we'll be back. Don't touch it. Forbes magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as the best of the web, and Cigar Aficionado magazine described Corona Cigar Company as the largest best stock cigar shops in America. Here's the founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Morsowitz. 
We created Corona Cigar Company's retail stores and cigar bars so you and your friends could relax and enjoy the ultimate cigar experience. And we've created our website so you can shop online as well. It's easy to remember, coronacigar.com. We feature thousands of name brand cigars and accessories at discount prices. Check out our exclusive line of cigars, including Avo Lounge, CAOS Caparate, Cielo, Florida Cielo, Cost Cutter Bundles, Ranchero, and Corona Nicaraguan Cigars, just to name a few. And your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Be sure and join our email list for the latest cigar deals and event info. It's the best spam on the web. So save time and money and visit coronacigar.com. I have a uh, I have an email account, okay? All right, welcome back, Eggman Radio Addiction Program. Hey, Raccoon, man, uh, let's see if we can do a, 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 a call if you want. Um, do, 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 do. It'd be kind of cool. Okay, here you go. Let me see if this works. And it may not work, dude, I, you know, because I'm hooked through a mixing board instead. Are you there by any chance? Can you hear me? Hmm. How about it, man? You there? Can you hear me? Oh. Wrong? Did I invite you properly, or what the hell? Let's try it again. I'll try and invite you. I don't know what's going on here. Says here, Hello? disconnect. So it sounds like we're like there. Maybe you are there. You there, bro? <laughs> Let me turn this. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, there you are. I'll be damned. You hear me okay? Yeah, you're fine. Oh, man. I can't believe this is working, man. I got rid of the echo. <laughs> I, 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 you know, because if you try to monitor yourself on this stupid thing, the uh, echo is so bad. I could barely talk to you when we were talking the other time. Yeah. And it was just uh, out of control, man. But now I have no echo whatsoever. And it sounds great. You're coming through the mixer. And so I realized they have two channels coming back on this thing. So you can have it. It's a separate channel for the headphones. And then it has just regular audio out because that's what's coming back into my board and how I can hear you. Hey, how's that for more inside radio? No. So what's going yeah. on, man? How you doing, man? You okay? Yeah, I'm doing fine. I just finished up my breakfast. It's like uh, no nine twenty or ten twenty here. Cool. Did you um, catch Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live by any chance? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> you don't. You don't sound. <laughs> He's a comedian. I don't have much trust in his words. Well, it's not no. a matter of that. I mean, it's like you don't want to take his words in the sense. What he is, though, he is a good guide of where our culture is in this country. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like he, he, old white guys got to move over and accept what's going on. Because if you don't and we don't, we're never going to get anywhere. I mean, it's just like because that's really I mean, have you ever looked at GQ magazine lately? <laughs> I've never looked at GQ magazine. All right, I don't either, but I happened to take a look at it. I was at the doctor's office, and it was a fairly new copy of it. Back when I was a kid, I remember like people who would have GQ magazine, and Trump was always on the cover, and you know, uh, good-looking white businessmen in suits and all that. Well, there's no white people in GQ anymore, dude. 
It is all <laughs> I'm, t- I'm just telling you, man. So I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm every page, front page has got Kanye on it with a big old beautiful suit and gold chains. And the next page has got another, uh, you know, music rapper guy, you know, with all kinds of money and beautiful suits and cars and, you know, worth millions and millions. And the white guys aren't in there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the commercials uh, on TV nowadays. <laughs> well, how about this too? These commercials. Another thing I'm noticing, and it's very clever, how they're inserting uh, gay people into commercials now. Openly gay oh, yeah. relationships. Two men talking back and forth in their house as partners about you know some kind of product and you know the obvious thing that they're trying to get across is these two men live together they even have a commercial where they're uh the two men are oh it's a commercial you have patrick uh what's his name the kid that was in uh the the doctor story the little kid doogie hauser that kid yeah. uh he you know he's gay openly gay and there's a commercial now with him and his partner and their two sons that they adopted in the commercial, all sitting at the dinner table, you know, yeah. and it's very interesting how these they want to normalize, you know, this kind of stuff to everybody. <laughs> we'll be right back, man. I'm going to take a break. Can you hang in there? Yeah. Hang on. I'll be right there. Mute me. I don't know where my button is. <laughs> hey, you. November 1802, John Jameson found himself stranded in the unforgiving forest of Karna with an injured horse, a cart of his famous whiskey, and a pack of wolves even less forgiving than the aforementioned forest. Smoke billowed from the beast's nostrils as they closed in. Jameson was reluctant, but with his whiskey threatened, he had no choice. He took his dagger and plunged it right into a Kilkenny apple, using the slices to train that pack of wolves into a world-class dog sled team. The whiskey was saved, his horse recovered nicely, and Jameson even made it home in time for a lamb dinner. Where have you been? Your dinner's cold. But just as he feared, his wife saw the wolves and insisted they keep them. Old Jameson could be seen walking those wolves around Dublin for the rest of his days. Even though she'd promised they'd be her responsibility. Today's adventure brought to you by Jameson Irish Whiskey. Taste above all else. Taste responsibly. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by the John Jameson Import Company. Purchased New York. I like the storyline on that commercial. Oh, yeah, I hear you, man. Hang in there. Let the music fade. Let the music fade out. Then we start talking. Okay. (laughs) I see we have somebody else on, too. ADMF. I hate to think what that might stand for. I was just kidding. Um, Okay, dude. Let's talk about this. How about this? Did you see where Tulsi Gabbard has signed with Fox News? Yeah. You don't like that either. I can just tell by the tone in your voice. You're just like... Yeah, I don't like that. She's part of the she, she she's all part of the controlling uh entities. <laughs> so is Trump the only one that's not? I really don't know. I mean, I think he has strong hopes for America, but you know, the if you put him into the White House like they did, 
maybe only a few of those people actually sided with him. The others were trying to tear him down so they could get rid of him because sure, he couldn't yeah. be bought. The guy lost the guy lost billions while he was president and didn't did take see, paycheck. Did you see the and in, in, uh, on today's uh, news? Uh, Trump. I was talking about right at the beginning of the show. He just he signed a brand new deal with a big uh, Saudi um, real estate company. He's got some kind yeah. of merger going with him. And I mean, yeah. of course, they'll destroy him for that. But see, the people don't realize that's what gives him power over those people. You know, when you've got a mutual investment with the Saudi prince, you know, and, and something's going on over there and you make a phone call, he's going to take your call. He didn't even take Biden's call because he knew Biden's a fucking idiot. You know, but <laughs> I mean, but you're going to take Trump's call because you are in a multi-billion dollar investment with him. So and, and Trump will be able to say to the Saudi prince, which he's done before. OK, I've heard him talk about it. Hey, look, prince, you know, uh, uh, you know, we got a deal here, man, and I don't want to screw my deal up. And uh, so you really need to not uh, kill and murder these people. So obviously, could you make it like a little bit better and hide it and, you know, clean the mess up a little bit better than taking a chainsaw to a guy in a hotel room and chopping him up into fucking pieces and taking him out in a bag on video camera? You remember that? <laughs> yeah. You also have to remember the fact that Donald Trump is the only white man who's ever had the sword dance in Saudi Arabia because why? He fired the king and put the prince in the kinghood. Oh, yeah. And they arrested all of his his uh, fellow family members for the corruption and stuff that they were in on. Right. That's why all right. this took place. And he, he made the deal. Said I'll put you in office, but here's what you're going to do: you're going to get rid of all this crap you're doing. Oh, sure, yeah. And maybe the plan was that Trump was was to let these guys win the 2020, but he also made a deal with Saudi Arabia when all this went down to refill the Dagon National uh, Oil Reserve, and then Biden goes and starts giving it away and then he goes over there and begs for oil and the saudi says no we ain't giving you no oil your money's worthless to us right now i got you know this is all staged event man well see no no i agree but the the thing is is that at least trump has staged events he knows where this is all going he's always a step ahead i gotta tell you something about donald trump he's a step ahead of all this bullshit Okay, whatever he's going to announce tonight has a very important strategic reason for it, either for his business side or his maybe future political side. Either which way he goes, okay, the agenda is going to be very clear. Okay, and and that's one thing about him, man. There's none of that BS. And and what what do you think about uh, uh, Biden over there with uh, Xi, you know, the president of uh, China? And uh, uh, um, and and that whole shit show. (laughs) I mean, well, Biden has to show up because she owns him. Oh, oh, yeah. Then again, you also look, you also look back at the idea now that Trump's the only president's ever been to the Forbidden City, and when the picture was taken, she looked like he had his ass whipped. Mm -hmm. He looked like he just got paddled, and he's standing there. Against his will to get a picture taken in the nobody city. has. Let me tell you, no one's ever called them out like Trump did. No one's ever had the balls I know it. to call them out because they like all him. get money from them. That's right. That's exactly right. We, we still pay. We still pay China money for being an up and coming industry. 
in the world's leading industry because America has given everything to them. And what's Every the business that we have is incorporated oh, into China. So intertwined. And it's the same with the Saudis. And it's the same with Ukraine. I mean, it's like, and Russia too. I mean, it's like all of, you know, we're all intertwined. And that's why when somebody like Russia goes off the deep end, it throws the whole thing into a, a, a you know, yeah. a kilter, man. I mean, it's like, it's just but a there's big, a, That was another deal that Trump made, though. You watch. Right. Right. Because no, you're even, right. Oh, yeah. No, no. The I, guy I, hands I, him a soccer I, ball, said, the ball's in your court, Mr. President. <laughs> what was in that ball? It could have well, been loaded know, full of thumb drives. We don't know. Well, you know that uh, Trump, the, the, the deal that he made also to remove us from the, uh, the all the, um, the BS uh, that uh, oh, Biden just re-signed the deal so that that uh, um, climate accord, that climate agreement bullshit, you know, and Biden's trying to get us all back in that shit. And Trump was the only one that had the balls to look at that and go, this is a bunch of fucking shit. We're not going to be in this because the contracts are so lopsided. You know, Beijing doesn't have to change anything pollution wise until like 2060. You know, but we got to fix everything now and stop polluting and so-called stop polluting with stupid electric cars. But the fucking Chinese ain't got to do shit. You know, it's like China's the biggest polluter in the world. Oh, you're right. Hey, we'll be back, man. I'm going to take another break. Be right back. I'll finish up. Oh, the Indian takeaway. Overordering is never a mistake. You've got to have prawn puri and a taka dal and a garlic naan. But what if I go hungry? Mm, better get a Rogan Josh in as well. The delivery arrives. It's £93.48, love. So. You stare in awe at the creaking stack of metal tins. Looks like Corey for breakfast again. Magic! You crack open a bottle of ice-cold Cobra with a smile. <laughs> cobra. Brewed with less fizz to go perfectly with curry. Love curry. Love Cobra. When you came in, the air went out. And every shadow filled up with doubt. I don't know who you think you are, but before the night is through, I want to do bad things with you. Welcome back, Eggman Radio Addiction Program. We're going to uh, hit me up at the email at radioaddiction at mail.com. That's radioaddiction at mail.com. You can call the studio line. I don't answer it, uh, but, uh, you know, you leave a message. Or I don't think there's any room to leave a message on it. Just don't bother. Just don't call when I'm uh, on the air. And if I'm close by, I'll answer. But uh, if not, uh, forget about it. <laughs> it's a waste of time. Email me at radioaddiction at mail.com. All right. Uh, let's change it up. Um, okay. How come Dave Chappelle can get away talking about Jews on Saturday Night Live? And Kanye West gets grilled for it. What's the difference there? Look who backs Chappelle. He's still part of the uh, entertainment process. And Kanye West has basically left him. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying that. That's uh, what it comes down to. A lot lot of my family had, had entered the entertainment industry and left it because of the crap that they were 
told that they had to do. Oh yeah. And who they chose to, uh, uh, who they were supposed to choose to run their lives. And they right. said, oh, hell no, I'm out of here. Well, you know, and I had some really nice musicians back in my family mm -hmm. before they've all passed away now. Right. Even my brother got into it. Yeah, I know. I messed around with it. I mean, being in the radio business where I started out in radio down in South Florida, one of the first things I did once is I, I, I got a, um, a role, not a role, but, you know, an extra uh, back behind the scenes on a Miami Vice episode. Um, and I got to see the whole process. They came to the warehouse of the, uh, airplane hangar where I was at. That's where the, 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 the one where they filmed Glenn Fry on top of that old, uh, biplane, uh, jamming yep. on his guitar when, uh, Tubbs and, uh, they walk, come walking in there. Yeah. That was at the, uh, I, that was my, uh, hangar where I worked. That was one of my favorite shows too. It's a great show. My <laughs> wife was a good show. I love that show. Yeah. I used to try to dress like them and every damn thing else. You know, it was like, uh, it was just, you know, <laughs> the thing you do, you know, idols. <laughs> yeah. False idols. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's true. Don Johnson, you know, to me, um, super nice guy. I met him a couple of times and it was so funny. They, they, when I saw him film that uh, one uh, segment of the show in the hangar, it was the, the 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 production people were there the day before, right? Getting everything set up, right? They spent that day and all the next day getting everything ready. And then when it was time to shoot, uh, Don Johnson comes pulling in, you know, and uh, uh, what's his name? Philip Michael Thomas comes pulling in the other way. They pull yep. in, get out of their cars. They go in. They must have been in there five minutes, right? Doing their lines. Boom, back in the car and gone. I mean, it was like all that set up. It didn't talk to anybody. didn't say hi to anybody. It was like in yeah. and out. So it was like. Don Johnson, Don Johnson's had a, had a rough life with, with his lifestyle he had. I mean, yeah. he was into a lot of things, you know, but that's what yeah. they're forced into. You will go yeah. to the party next week and you will have yeah. fun. Yeah. Okay. You got to play the Hollywood game. Back in those days, yeah. I remember going. I remember, I remember being a young kid, and um, I was on the radio. Not on the radio. I was working at a radio station in high school in 1976. Okay, I was on a work program, and I would get out of school early, go to the high school, and the DJ on the air, the main guy, uh, was gay as a three dollar bill, openly gay, <laughs> wig wearing. Back in those days, a toupee wearing old radio guy who uh, was just, you know, I mean, a young guy like me, Sick. I was like, piece of meat. yeah, I was, I was a piece of meat, you know, it was like, so yeah. he invites um, me and my wife down, it was me and a girlfriend. I wasn't married at the time and uh, to a party in Hollywood. Okay. In, in, in Miami, Florida, actually, I was living in Hollywood. And then um, we go to this party and we get there. And this is 1976. And the door opens, and standing there is um, KC from KC and the Sunshine Band, and yeah. um, the morning host from Y100 there, Tanner was his name, big name. And they were standing there in costumes, little half-naked costumes at the door, and there was a bunch of men all dancing with each other. It was a gay party for, you know, um, entertainment people <laughs> in that area. I'd never seen anything like it. I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was like my my girlfriend and I. We just looked at each other. She says, "Yeah, you know what? We'll pass." <laughs> we just got in the car and left. You know, it's like, and, and but it, 
the entertainment business is so effed up like that always has been now it's just more in the open you know yeah. and you and you speak of that it was an article that i saw today about brad pitt and uh margot robbie i don't even know who that is i know who brad pitt is but uh they said that hollywood has largely kicked its former drug-filled excesses as their new film babylon uh comes out he says uh, um i don't know what that means they've moved past you know the the drug i mean have they, have they moved past you know the blatant uh people like weinstein you know hey you want a part in a movie you gotta fuck me you know have they moved no, past they, that they, i don't they, think so. they're still doing it no that'll never it. change that's the that, that's the heart of the business i, I you know i was yeah. good friends i'm good friends with um tippy hedren do you know who that is the actress i've heard she your name in, she was in the birds alfred hitchcock she was in the birds main actress okay, okay tippy hedren tippy hedren is probably getting close to 90 years old and um i've had her on my show a bunch of times she's she took over all of michael jackson's animals when he died she took over the whole zoo and she still yeah. uh, has all those animals but anyways she um going all the way back to alfred hitchcock you know and talking about what a weirdo he was you know and mm -hmm. to, in one of his movies you were voyeurized and victimized and uh, you know and physically abused you know i mean the, those women put up with that shit you know and they still do i mean look at every day you see you know a woman with a man that's yeah. beating her or something even the men are getting victimized over it because if you have a some woman some old has been woman that's in charge of everything she's going to victimize the men if she wants one of them <laughs> i mean it happens on both sides of the fence yeah it definitely my, does my uncle was supposed to play and he was taking a, a a record deal he was getting ready to sign a record deal with columbia records at the time which mm. is now sony oh man and the woman that he was uh he was getting to sign at her desk he was a uh, some vice president in charge of some shit and yeah. she said okay uh go ahead and sign this and and we'll we'll consummate the deal at dinner time right and my uncle goes oh hell no you know <laughs> got I, up and walked out i i get i know some stories about that too man when i was in the music business in florida i was you know i always did radio music some kind of thing in the entertainment business i actually had a music store retail music store for a couple of years and all the local musicians and whatnot would come in and, and i would get the gist of what they're talking about well there's a, like some of the top bands like four or five of the top bands they were coming into the store to get something and they were all they all told me at the same time that they got signed by a major record label you know i won't tell you which one doesn't really matter but but they all got signed and um they also they got like um twenty thousand dollars and a place to jam and to do an, an album and all this kind of crap right well come to find out that the record company was doing a, a, a process where they would sign as many of the local bands as they could and get them out of the way while they worked on the one band like guns and roses or you know something like that to shoot them yeah. to the top and guarantee the success by buying out all the other bands, twenty thousand yeah. dollars. These kids, they would take it in a heartbeat. Oh man, I'm signed to a record deal, and you hear it all the time. You still hear it all the time. I got me a record deal, man. Oh yeah, with who? Well, Bob down the street. You know, he's got like a studio in his bathroom. You know, it, it's yeah. it, it, you know, it's it's watered down now. You and know, the thing too about that is 
they sign the record deal. They go out on the road. They pay him a little bit of money and tell him, okay, you got to go to this town here next. And then you got to go to this town here next. And you're making little bitty money on the end. They're cranking out records and the, the, the record company takes the most profit out of the records and they get a penance of the oh, record absolutely. deal. Well, and now you know, and, they don't, nobody's even trying to sell a record or a CD or anything. No. There's no money in it at all for the artists. Only That's the people who are still stuck in the business are selling the records. Yeah, yeah, true. But here's I the mean, thing. You take, a, you take a look at that Johnson guy that's on uh, YouTube and stuff, and he's formed his own record company, basically, right. doing his oh, yeah. own stuff. And he's well off now. He was a homeless guy at one time, a drug addict and all kinds of stuff. And now he's he's popping the charts all over the internet you know right but he doesn't have a record deal with nobody and that's cool because um what like i said what that's done and what that's the positive side of the internet is like what we're doing here and you know that kind of stuff and you know uh and you know a lot of people don't know justin bieber was really the first internet youtube star you know that's where justin got his start he was a little kid man he put out videos of him sitting on his it's still out there on youtube him sitting on the uh front steps of his house you know with a guitar just singing and playing and uh one of the big names picked him up i forget which big uh record producer it was um saw him sent him an email next thing you know you know the 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 kids are you know a worldwide celebrity so now you don't even need somebody like kanye to find you you know what i mean it's like you can just build your own audience if you know how to market yourself you know i can't believe how many people are listening to the show already i haven't done any marketing with this all i did was like fill the spot you know and that show that you called in on so like i don't even know not on live but when i you know, on the on the regular podcast thing, and it went out on all my uh, you know, shit. Uh, it was like six hundred people downloaded it. Um, so uh, yeah. I'm very happy with that because I was getting about a thousand to twelve hundred downloads a day before on a fresh show when yeah. I was on my other uh, hosting site. So it'll build up. It's building up like crazy. It was like it's like a four hundred percent increase. You know, from the t- from the first day I went on, I went uh 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 testing you remember that <laughs> i was like duh does this thing work and it's pretty cool i think you know it's gonna be interesting to see how this turns out because this is on a whole different computer these are old uh, desktops that i was trying it on that i used to use at the radio station <laughs> so this could yeah. sound like shit when it's all said and done but uh, we'll find out so what i've been doing too when you called in i did the show on the regular format with all the breaks and i got all the breaks out of the way and i held the clothes so i got the clothes here so uh, anytime you want to go, just let me know. Um, I can talk forever. <laughs> the, uh, did you see well, this? It's not like I got anything to do. I mean, I'm retired. Hey, I'm the same way, dude. I'm retired too. And it's like people always ask me, oh, yeah. it's funny. People think I do this show for like some kind of uh, recognition or something like that. You know, it's like yeah, I, financial I, gain. Yeah, <laughs> I do it for me. I just do it for fun. Really. <laughs> I enjoy it. I like to keep my radio chops up, you know, so that if somebody did call me and wanted me to do a talk radio show, I'm ready. I'm there. I'm your man. You know, yeah. turn the mic on. Let's go. Let's, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. They, Dave they, Chappelle. They can also they look at your history. Well, they can also look at your history and say, hey, this guy's got a lot of, a lot of people listening to him. And let's see if we can get him on our platform. Well, I'm, you know, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm desperately uh, trying to get, um, 
if I think this show, if I could get that, that's why I do this show. Cause I know that I started doing this show really just for the reason of having a placeholder on podcasting. I didn't want to be left behind. I didn't really have anything to yeah. say. I don't have anything to say except for just me, my opinion, acting like a jackass, but it fills a spot. And for some reason, people listen to it. So and I, that's why I listen to podcasts. And if I find something that interests me, this show would interest me. A couple of goofballs like us talking back and forth with their opinions. You know, this is people like this shit. It's just straight up, you know, and the room's filling up. We got people coming in and uh you know here and there and that's you know i'm I'm satisfied with that and we're not taking a bunch of calls wherever you guys are out there listening i'm just talking to raccoon here man i'm gonna end the show in a little bit so but i appreciate you guys listening um okay so what oh did you see they uh decided that um some uh study says that um west virginia is the most overweight place in the united states of america um so that's pretty uh big you know it's like west virginia was ranked the most overweight state followed by mississippi and kentucky colorado finished as the least overweight state because they're fucking starving out there and <laughs> here are the uh yeah yeah so uh what do you think about that man what do you, you got any experience with the west virginia people being fat well i know some some people from west west virginia i've known them for about 40 years and uh they're pretty damn skinny, but they they leave an active lifestyle. Right. The, right. I, yeah. Diabetes and overweight is the biggest uh, the biggest money maker for the medical industry. Oh my god! By far, I'm a victim of the diabetes thing, and I got to tell you, yeah, well, they're making shit. Diabetes affects diabetes affects over half of the people in the United States. Right. Type two diabetes. Right. Type you 1, you're born with it. Type 2, you develop it because you eat too much crap. You don't you waste the energy you that you're storing. Are you no. diabetic? You're not. No, I'm not. My wife is, though, because she, she okay. sat on her butt and ate a bunch of junk food all the time. I was in the military, and, hell, I was running eight miles a day, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it, there is that, I got to tell you. There, there, there's some to that. In fact, I've been diabetic type 2 for about 20 years, and it's it started with me at the time. I was working out at the time. I mean, I literally did not have a clue. I went to my doctor and I was just like, yeah, I don't feel right. He does some tests. He goes, he goes, Jesus Christ, man, your blood sugar has gone through the roof. And I'm like, what? I had no idea. And so I've been a type two diabetic. And but I have, I, I, I tell you, a miracle invention. Now, if you've seen it on TV, is the Dexcom six, the thing that you little transmitter that you wear in your arm. It, it, it's a patch. Yeah, my wife has one. Oh, she great because I'm telling yeah. you, man, that thing is almost like a cure for diabetes. If you follow that, you know, and you pay attention to the arrow and all that shit, I've been playing around with it for about a month now. I'm sitting there looking at it right now, and um, it's 130. That's what that's my blood sugar, 130. And um, but I've been snacking, you know, during the show and before the show, so and I can watch it and yeah, my it up with you. that I took. So yeah, I, it's. It, it's pretty I, cool. I spent I, I spent about eighteen years, give or take a few months, in the uh, medical industry. Oh, and really? I went to nursing school, and I uh, got friends with a person who was teaching us the uh, ins and outs of diet diet. I can't even say it. 
dietitian's viewpoint on feeding patients. Right. And the reasons for some of our illnesses. And I talked to that Hmm. person for probably three months on and off all the time. And she clued us on a lot of things, but I got it more in depth one time. I said, tell me how diabetes becomes a problem with the average person. She said, well, she goes, like I've said before, if you eat the same amount of calories you burn, you you gain no weight. If you increase your diet and and decrease your exercise according to your diet, then you gain weight. If you work out and you eat a lot of food, you gain muscle mass. But at the same time, when you're doing that, and I I done bodybuilding when I was in high school, so I know about you know getting boned up and fat and and happy and and working down to a 10% body fat, but she said, if, if you take and you look at the stuff you're eating and read the labels carefully, 99% of the time you can stop your own diabetes in its tracks. Right. Now I took that to heart. I took that to heart. I explained it to my wife when she was, became a borderline diabetic. I said, you need to stop eating Mm -hmm. this stuff and this, this, you know, and I was medicated. I, I, I'm a disabled veteran. I broke my neck three times now. And I went into the doctor one day and he said, you're a borderline diabetic. I said, give me a month. <laughs> I went back in a month later. He said, this is miraculous. What did you do? My blood sugar was down to 50 that morning. Well, that's too low. No, no, it is too low because I didn't need anything because I had to do yeah. blood work. So yeah, I mine, didn't need anything. Yeah, and then but after, that's but yeah. well, after I after I got my blood work, I went and got me something to eat, and I was feeling fine. Then I walked in there, and, and he goes, "This is great. How did you do this?" I said, "I just restricted my diet of all the junk." Well, see, and and I, I tell you what, I did the same exact thing when I first was told I was type two diabetic. I bought a, I, I literally left the doctor's office and I went to the bookstore and I bought the uh, Dr. Atkins Diabetic Revolution. And I lived by that book for a couple of months. What it said to eat, I ate. And I got to tell you, man, I went back after a couple of months. I got the same thing that like you got from your doctor. My doctor was like, holy shit. He hung my blood work up on the wall to show other patients that you can do it. And I agree yeah. with you hundred percent. It's what it's about is a type two diabetic, not a type one, but a type two. It's about more your metabolism is changing because your liver's given exactly. up. I mean, it's as simple yeah. as that. Your liver's gotten weak. It's not producing insulin like it should. And so there you have to do a liver. You have to do a liver cleansing for that too. Right, right, you right. Know, if right. you cleanse your liver with certain items, then it will make it much much easier to control your blood sugar sure and a lot of people don't realize that or they don't want to do that they don't have time for it no so i said well okay live, live with your choices you well know? and that's the thing too but it is it is a complete change of lifestyle as far as food eating yeah and like this meter is no more real holes and twinkies <laughs> yeah well you know what it's not so much no more it's more of a timing thing and just not overdoing stuff like that 
There are times. Well, I mean, by no more is sitting down and eating an entire box every I three hours. I never have know? done that. I, see, I've never had that issue in my whole life. Now, well, I used I, I used to drink. I used to drink a twelve pack of Mountain Dew a week, and then drink I, one I, or two during the day. I would stop and and get one and drink it. And I'll, it I'll was admit, it was really boning me up as far as the, the sugar went. My my weakness as a young guy was um, milk and cookies. I would literally stop at Publix and get a gallon of milk and a bag of chocolate chip cookies, good ones. I would get the, uh, oh, yeah. I'd go to the store and get the Otis Spunkmeyer fresh chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> put them in the microwave and heat them up, and I would eat those all damn day long. I mean, literally, as a young yeah. guy, you get away with that shit, you know. But as, if you if you got the meter and your blood sugar is dropping and you see the arrow going in that right direction, that's the time you can have something bad if you want. Eat a donut. Yeah. Go ahead. That's going to stabilize but anything you. in excess is bad for you. That's right. Because if you eat two donuts, it's going to keep going up. <laughs> That's all there is to it. It's Especially like, cream filled donut. Especially cream filled donuts. Well, and the thing is too, and the thing is too, people don't realize the amount of food you eat is almost as bad as what you're eating. You know, it's like yeah. that because, and I learned this too, man. This is off the Atkins Diet Revolution book. And it's just common sense for nowadays. His stuff, he was a genius. I mean, he really invented low-carb dieting. You know, that's what the whole, like, all this industry is built on the exact same thing that Dr. Atkins did. And I think he died. He uh, tripped and fell and smashed his skull. And uh, that yeah. killed him. He was in the process of writing the diabetic revolution. When he uh, died, he'd already had the Atkins diet out, regular Atkins diet. He just didn't have the diabetic revolution out. And his uh, main nurse and assistant took all of his notes who worked with him, and she finished the book and put out The Diabetic yeah. Revolution. And it is fantastic. But very important in there is I, 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 you imagine if Dr. Atkins had the technology of a Dexcom 6 to work with because he had to manually test people when he would do what he called his um, – he had a test he would do on people where you would eat a certain item, you log it in, you write it down, what you ate, yep. and then you look at your blood sugar every 20 minutes or whatever it is, and you make a note of it, and you watch what it does, and you keep track of every food. Well, the thing is, the Dexcom 6 does that. You can put in the food that you eat, the time you eat it, you know, so if you really use it how it's set up. You know, you can cure your diabetes just by eating and keeping your fucking number in line. I mean, it's like, exactly. you know, when I'm out with the wife and we're headed to the restaurant, if the thing is on pointing up and it's like 160, I'm going to say, honey, look, I'm, I'm going to have to pass on the uh, tacos. I'll, I'll go ahead and just get a salad tonight, you know, and, um, yeah. and maybe, and maybe a tequila with no sweet stuff in it. Just give me a shot of tequila on the rocks. Because I've learned with that too, man. <laughs> Tequila doesn't yeah. f your blood, blood sugar. It's a beautiful a blood thing. Dinner. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. In fact, in fact, it makes my blood sugar go down sometimes. I'll be like yeah. watching it, you know, right. because blood, I'm up. Alcohol is a blood thinner. That's why I say if you drink a, an ounce of alcohol a day, it helps your your uh, circulation. Okay? Well, mine must because be it's a blood up. thinner, and it goes through your liver and you out. <laughs> it will damage your liver over a long period of time or with yeah. a lot of excess. Cause I had a, I, I had a grandfather was an alcoholic and he died of liver cirrhosis. Oh, that's and, sad. uh, you well, know, we anything in excess, but yeah, that's true. if you have anything that you take in excess, you're going to have a problem with it. Even though that's you, right. you might deny it, people mm -hmm. will see it around you. 
I remember there was a guy that wore the skin off his dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, actually, to tell you my success story, when I when I started my my uh, pre diabetes uh, shit, I was 252 pounds. Wow. And in six months, I had dropped 65 pounds, and I've maintained it. I'm down to 170. Wow. I've decreased a little bit more, but I'm getting older and dirt anyway. But, you know, you can do it, but you have to have determination. And that's been bred out of a lot of people. Right. You know, Power, self-esteem yeah. is runs runs very small in, in our society. Yeah. Well, you just have to live with it because that's the way you are. No, you don't have to live with it. And you can make changes if you want yeah, you have to, yeah, you know, you're right about that. And it's like, you, you, you can't, I mean, it's like, you know, I think a, a lot of people, uh, you know, I always tell them, look, you know, you could be, ugly, you know, <laughs> you can't really change that. You know, it's like, if you're born ugly, you know, it's like, it's like you're ugly for the, well, I you can't if you got enough money to get plastic surgery. Well, yeah, but Jesus, you know. you have to, you know. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, it, 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 yeah. if you, fix something that's a good thing that's why diabetes a type 2 diabetic you know it's not a death wish it's not a death sentence if you get that from a doctor you know it's like and for me it was the beginning of probably paying attention to my health for the first time in my life it woke me up it made me realize holy shit i gotta you know change you know my approach to food you know and i did and i still do to this day and it's like you know it's like the um my my a1c was like the six point uh eight i think right now something like that you know i don't know if you know what a1c is you know the long-term uh, number that yeah you know, sugar. Yeah. yeah and and it's so you know which is really good i got like a hip replacement surgery coming up january 7th and rehab after that so next year is going to be interesting the beginning i got uh hip replacement full hip replacement so i did a little bit of probably good luck with that yeah, I jumped out of way too many airplanes in my life. <laughs> I did too. That's why yeah. I'm so. so you know all about it. Yeah, you know what that's about. Oh, yeah. It's like that's a hard. That's hard. I put, eight, I put 18 years in the 82nd. Wow. So I've been banged up. Exactly. I've been banged up an awful lot. I've I've had some near death experiences too. Is that on your end? But, I'm like um. Yeah, that's my my shop heater is going off. It's noisy oh, and it's, nice. it's a gigantic cool. heater. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, I was just wondering. I thought it was a, something going on here. I can hear it in the background. No, I got a, I got a, a motor that's not ready to go out, and I'm trying to get all the life out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just shut it down here. Uh, thanks for calling in. Okay, I appreciate it, man. I'm gonna uh, put this thing up on the uh, server and put it out there to the world and see what happens on my uh, second actual, I guess, live broadcast and. Uh, see what happens with the numbers. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, I like it when you call in, man. It's cool. It makes the show more interesting for me. I can go back and forth with somebody. I don't need a guest. I don't have to have a guest, but it makes the show a lot easier because I get someone to to bounce off of, you know, it's like, but I've learned to do it without a guest. So, you know, it's like, which gives you more confidence, you know, it's like if you do get on the air somewhere and the phones aren't working or whatever's going on, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. you can't sit there and shoot the shit with yourself you're screwed all right let me turn this in let me start rolling out man so i'll talk to you later man you have a wonderful day okay (laughs) 
man, that was that's nice of him to call in, man. And I got to test that thing out, which was really cool. So uh, Raccoon Six, man, he's a celebrity on this show now. He's a um, an actual co-host. Hey, remember, you spend most of your time inside your own head. Make sure it's a nice place to be. Eggman, over and out. See you next show. Bye-bye. That wraps up another Eggman Radio Addiction. See ya.